Hello and welcome to the Max Communications 2021 podcast, a series of podcasts where we explore various archives and collections. My name is Faith Williams and I'm joined today by Anne Barrett, College Archivist and Corporate Records Manager for Imperial College London. Hi Anne, would you like to introduce yourself and talk about how you came to work in Imperial? Yes, hello. Um, I have worked at Imperial for a very long time and I started my archival career actually via libraries, mainly um, the Bodleian in um, Oxford, the Radcliffe Science Library. Then I moved to the college library at Imperial. So I'm actually double trained. I'm trained as a librarian and as an archivist, both times part-time via um, UCL uh, diploma courses. And the reason I went round the houses that way was because I, um, at that time you had to have a year's experience and I needed a job so I and the the best job I could get was at Imperial so actually it stood me in good stead because when um, previous archivists had had left uh, they hadn't sort of planned to um, to fill the post again so because I'd done a lot of um, conservation work and I was running a book repair system with proper binding and what have you not sellotape, I hasten to add. Um, the then librarian said, would I just go up and look after it? And then um, then it was working okay. And so I took on the diploma and um, took on the job permanently. Till So I've been there quite a long while now. When I took it over, it was moribund. So we've done really well in um, getting it built up and getting extra staff and huge use, actually. Um, we get through... There's um, usually four of us, but um, we do a huge amount of work. We also do records management, modern records management, and freedom of information in the office as well. Okay, so how do you spend an average day in your role now as opposed to when you first started? Well, I don't think there is an average day. I mean, we usually all start off at our email, of course, and I'm sure everyone else does, just checking to see if there's anything that comes up that we need to react to. Um, you know, say someone wants an urgent file, that type of thing, or if someone um, is saying help, someone's clearing an office, come and see what you want, that type of thing. So we will we will do that. I'll check the daily news round that comes from our communications people. If they they scan the new news, um, the newspapers and other uh, journals and stuff, uh, including um, television and radio media, um, for information about anything that's happened that Imperial has got into the news with. Um, and because we had a particular thing, we've set up an entrepreneurship thing, um, and that's to do with innovation. I do a lot of pulling stuff out for that to say that this is an innovation of ours that we've we've done, so staff or students have created, because that's one of the things that is of interest to the internal community, how we, what we've done and where, when we've, we did it. And that, that type of thing is actually very helpful when we have to celebrate anything like a department or um, at the College Centenary, which was in 2007, to say, you know, there are visible results of what Imperial has, in, has achieved. Because Imperial has kind of brought together a few organisations over the years, so you must have a yes. eclectic archive. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do indeed. We um, we actually date back material to the 15th century because we have manorial records. And um, so we're very varied, actually, um, in what we have. So we go right back to then with 
you know, having to do paleography for the handwriting to the 19th century where it's almost impossible unless you get your eye in with a particular person to be able to read some of their handwriting um, to the current day when it's a huge amounts of digital um, stuff um, and yeah so we have a huge range of material and outputs and also organizations so we have the scientific and technological organizations and the medical schools which joined us as well so as well as using material to kind of showcase your own work at Imperial, who else accesses the collection? Um, well, it's a huge range of people, external and internal. We have a lot of historians of science. Um, so we're well known in that community. So I, I do a lot of work with them. And um, we work on a huge range of topics from the 19th century onwards. Um, and our scientists, some of them are quite celebrated. We have some Nobel Prize winners and we have, uh, for example, Dennis Gabor, who works on holography um, and that type of thing. Um, right up to the to the current material and the things that we're, we're doing now. So any of our new innovations. Um, and of course, I suppose I have to mention the COVID stuff. But anyway, that a lot of that is communications of keeping. So we we are looking at at how we keep all that material and the output from that. Have you been doing a lot of work during lockdown? Has it changed a wee bit? Uh, yeah, we've been doing a huge amount of work, um, actually. Um, we still managed to do inquiries. I uh, managed to bring some printed registers and material home um, and that type of thing, and some uh, histories which haven't been scanned of different departments. So we've been doing that. There's been a lot of interest in doing timelines. I'm not quite sure why, but there are several of those going on. And so I've contributed to those with images that we, we have a lot of scanned images already, um, that type of thing, and um, text and checking over when people have written it, that sort of thing as well. Um, so there's, there's several timelines. I've also done some quizzes for people for my, for actually for my um, own group, the Central Secretariat, I've been doing a, a weekly quiz since um, March, April, um, not necessarily to do with the archives, but just in general to, to keep them amused and they amuse me with their answers, which is a good thing. Um, but yeah, so for um, some of the uh, faculties, I've done uh, quizzes and things for them just to, you know, lighten them up the atmosphere and things that type of thing. Um, so yeah, and there's been a lot of um, other work to do and, um, you know, working back on the history, doing a lot of stuff that um, needs looking at again and that type of thing. So yeah, I've been really busy. Um, I've also had occasionally to go in to sort out files and things for really urgent inquiries. So, so I am allowed to do that from time to time. What particular challenges do you think come with managing this archive? Well, it's very, um, it's very diverse. Um, I think that I think the challenges are probably the same as for most people. And it's once we're in the digital age, how do we capture most things? It's easy to get paper stuff and to keep it. So we, we have um, uh, bought into Archivematica. So we're very much supported in that. Um, and, um, you know, we're, we're doing really well with that because one of the things that I like to do with my team is to, to give them the, the thing that they are, they are happier with doing. I mean, we all have to muck in and do different things, but um, one 
particular team member is is very good at the digital and is interested. So she, she she's looking after the the archivematica side of things and developing that. What are your hopes for the future then? Do you have any kind of um, goals or projects in mind that you want to contribute to? Well, I mean, there's always there's always new stuff to do um, at college. It is it has never been static, and that's one of the reasons that this job has been so interesting because you start off doing one thing and it is all it's always changing. There is always something new, so there'll be a new project. You know, like there was the centenary in two thousand and seven. Um, uh, we've had we do diversity. I've um, um, been in, in the project where we managed to get women's portraiture. So we've had some portraits made painted of women, which is a great thing. Um, and and I, for example, every year for Women at Imperial Week, uh, run a Women Wikithon. So um, we where we um, try to improve or create new wiki um, Wikipedia entries for, for women in STEM, basically. And I have a great um, deal of help with that from um, the IET and the Welcome and uh, various, and the um, WES Women in Engineering people as well. So we, we work on that. So we do things like that, which you'd never have thought we would have. So one of the other projects that, uh, that I've had on for many years is a book about women at Imperial. I was asked to do this by a couple of the senior women some time ago and when when they first asked me I think it would have been quite a small monograph but it actually has come out now at 400 pages and it was published in 2017 so it came right up to date to that point so I'm quite pleased with that so we, it means that we included the our woman president the first woman who we've had in that role president uh, rector and so it is completely up to date um, according to that time and I think it's a, a way of launching things onwards so we can see that women really have had a governance role and and a role in developing imperial and its teaching and its um, scientific research so it's quite important to, to showcase that and also to showcase the fact that they have been here since the 19th century so we started teaching students in the 19th century and we have had women around for that time. And the first woman at lecturer who became an assistant professor because she didn't want to actually become a full professor, which is a shame because she was absolutely brilliant. Martha Annie Whiteley was made, uh, she, she was brought onto the staff of chemistry in 1904. She'd been a student at Imperial and she had a, a great um, fan of uh, her professor, uh, William Tin Tilden. And I found that a lot of the women were actually really helped and pushed on by the men. And even when they were researchers and didn't really want the limelight, the men did try to push them to the fore in a lot of cases. Even those who are sort of known not to particularly like women uh, or to suggest that they shouldn't be involved in professional societies. In fact, they taught them and appreciated them for their for their knowledge and expertise is that knowledge from that book is that used will you use that going onward with further projects or was that sort of a pet project of your own yes well it is uh, it's um something that i think does need to do to be developed but i i think probably not in another book form it is actually 
on Kindle, which I'm, I was a bit surprised to find, and, and, and available. So I'm very pleased actually that, that, that it is still around and it's an inspiration to people to know that they can do things. So I've got a lot of um, younger people in it, uh, some PhD students, so that they, um, I'm hoping that one could follow up their careers. We probably wouldn't do it in print, but we could probably do something online. As I said, we have women at Imperial Week and it might well be as a good thing to follow some of them up. And also when we develop different aspects of the websites to put that type of thing on, I think would be a good, a, a good way of saying, yes, look, people have managed to make a career out of science and then women. Um, we do exhibitions. We like to showcase whatever we can for Imperial. So we help with other exhibitions. And when we have a big um, festival or something, we t try to do something for them. And we also work a lot with alumni because they're very important to us. Um, so I, I, um, I, I welcome their groups. We have alumni who have been around for a long time because some people never leave Imperial, really. And despite the fact that they um, have their own jobs and lives elsewhere. Um, but that's a good thing because it means they bring with them the new generation of students. And so we have some constituent college unions that um, come in uh, with material. They bring new material in and they introduce the older to the uh, current students. And they, um, they have a good look at all, all of that material. And we can have some quite jolly evenings with, um, shall I say, a bit of imbibing going on as well. And um, it, it's really good for our relations as well with people because it means that we we meet the, the students in a way that we might not otherwise and then they will remember us for the future and they will deposit material and also if they want any help with projects or something then we will then we will help them with that uh, similarly at the moment there's a big project on with the boat club to uh for that's their hundredth um, anniversary was last year um so we're doing a big oral history project with that so that, that's a good thing to be involved in. So that's another thing I've been doing during lockdown. We've been keeping that going. It sounds like you're adding a lot to the collection all the time then. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I think it's important to do that. It can't be static because the college isn't static. It's always changing. And, you know, whatever we do with the constituent colleges, there's always going to be changes. There, um, you know, there's regulations to do with um, the, the medical schools and how, how all those are managed. There's all our buildings and uh, those items associated with what is in there. When we do artifact surveys, for example, if there's going to be any hints of a building being changed um, with estates, I go around and check on all the artifacts and make sure that the project manager knows that either we look after them or they store them securely during the refurbishment, that type of thing. So we work with a wide range of people in college from HQ downwards. I so, because we're part of Central Secretariat, which is the governance body, which is, I think, a good thing to do. So, um, as I say, we take on freedom of information inquiries. There's a couple of uh, people in my team who do that some of the time. Um, and the rest of the time, we, we do just masses of other things. We look after um, some research files. So we have to make sure that we can, uh, you know, we keep up to date with the retention schedule, which we create and manage and you know, do um, so attendant box moves of that material, um, liaise with the different uh, parts of college that that need the research back up. 
and um, you know make sure we shred on time so it's it's very basic things as well as quite esoteric things which are you know sort of raise the level every now and then of things we do but we're quite jolly and um, you know we, we we have some quite interesting chats even because uh, we use teams which is a great thing so we're that's easy for us to manage and so we, we're in touch by email if we're not even online and you know on teams in the day you mentioned some organizations you partner with like IET and WES and things like that. Do you loan out any parts of your collection for other exhibitions or anything? Oh, well, we, well, we do if we are asked and we're um, um, happy about them. But but one of the things I've done actually with uh, for an, um, IET and uh, another group was actually take material to for a day um, visit to something. We will do we will do that. We've um, we've developed some portable cases which which I'll also loan um, so we would take those with us as well and put material in it which which um, we realized we needed to do when we were asked to take material to to dinners for alumni or um, people who are interested in college and you can't just have stuff out particularly at a dinner so we we managed to get perspex boxes which fit onto a base and are lockable so so I do that besides as far as possible, have um, display cases where I display things. One of our newer halls of residence, which is named after a woman, right? First one named after a woman, Joan Woodward, had some built-in cases, which was great. So we we have to take material up to them and uh, put and swap it around every now and then, uh, which is a it's just great innovation actually. So it showcases some of the material. Um, at the moment, we've got some material from the space. Um, section of physics which is in our main entrance hall so that's a good space but as a lot of imperial now doesn't really have anything but glass walls it's actually quite difficult to display a lot of stuff actually and also because of many regulations you can't have many cases around in the same way that you could at one time because you, you've got to have clearance for fire and all that sort of thing you have to be very aware of many regs and stuff actually nowadays they're very hot on these things which is absolutely right what is your favourite thing from the collection? Maybe not, it doesn't get brought out, maybe other people aren't that interested in it, but what do you really kind of treasure? Well, my, my favourite ones are actually, they are on view, but only in our corridor, because although they were outside some lecture theatres, that was deemed, we've, we've got um, recycling bins there now, instead of an interesting case of papier-mâché teaching models from the 19th century. So we've got this huge fish, which is a sort of hybrid, but it come it comes apart. Not I would dare to take it apart, um, and it um, shows the different org organs and everything. And then there's a huge leech, which with the most intricate system of veins and um, interior organs, which you just wouldn't see otherwise. But it's a bit scary. And what people really don't like is there's a, there's a snake's head with its mouth open and fangs and that's really that really gets people don't like that but uh, it's quite interesting so I really like them and, all, and we've also got these huge 19th century teaching charts which which were displayed so they're on um, their fabric but they're they're painted and they're, they're really I really like those as well but that's probably not I mean they're visible but not many people would particularly like those but another thing that I'm really like is um, there's a perspex case with an, um, a model of something that went into CERN which is the Hadron Collider 
for one of our experiments. And what I, I show people this particularly because I'm very proud of the way the technicians work. And I think technicians are really important to um, science and medicine and experiments. So I, I do work quite a lot with the people promoting them um, as, as a, a good section of college. So this has got a lot of gold stringing in it, which is actually quite difficult to do. And Perspex is not an easy thing to work with either. And it was, it was actually something that was then linked up to um, computers and things and really worked. So it was a working model. So I always show this, particularly to students who, who come in if they're doing sort of museum type studies or that type of thing as, a, as an interest thing and to say that you really must talk to technicians they know an awful lot and we we really must value them very highly and apprenticeships i think are very important in this area because it's the people who can actually create what you need to do an experiment that's really important so basically i think we we our job is not only to keep the history of college and also look to the future because i don't think archives look back as much as looking forward we've got to constantly be keeping stuff and need to know what's happening now in order to be able to to keep stuff um so that's one of the really interesting things for someone like me who's very inquisitive and likes to know what's going on which is great because scientists like to tell you so that's fantastic and and i think it's really important that we engage the younger people in doing these things and make them feel valued and technicians and we will always need technicians to build things and it could be digital or, or it could be physical but that's what we need because imperial has always been a sort of science-based institution so you're always at the forefront of things whether that's sort of medicine or you know physics things like that so th there's always going to be people wanting records cern big big project the covid i know that imperial's done a wee bit of work with those kind of things so it's very important to keep records of those Oh, absolutely. Yes. I mean, we, we're very aware of, um, well, I'm very aware of what, that we really do need to be absolutely up to date with what is happening at college, uh, which is one of the reasons for keeping an eye on the, um, the news round and checking the website, because there is just so much information on the website now um, that, I mean, it's almost impossible. You couldn't keep monitoring it. But um, I have arranged that, that we have a snapshot several times today, the front page. We can't really do any more than that because there's just too much to dig down in. But at least they, the, that those pages bring out um, the main thrust of what is happening at, at a particular time. So um, you have to, in archives, be thankful for what you can get done as, part, as much as anything. But I have to say that people have a great respect, always have had a great respect for the history of college and, and the archives. So, you know, we're halfway there before we do anything at all when we, when we have to work with other people because they realise that the for posterity things are very important. The only thing that is slightly difficult is that scientists don't seem to think that anything but their published output is of value, whereas that's completely the opposite, because in, in their manuscript papers there is very often material that could be repurposed and can be reused with new technologies or developed, and it also dis describes quite often when they first had an idea or corresponded with someone about it. And that, that's one of the really important things that I like to bring out uh, in, these, in these papers that we have. I, I mentioned Dennis Gabor earlier, well, his holography anyway. And um, he's an example I always use because when he developed uh, holography, he knew there was not a use for it. But when 
uh, lasers came along, he managed, you know, that was a use. And now it's a, an everyday common object because it's on your bank card. The little silver thing in the corner is a hologram. And that's a, that's a security uh, device. So uh, and then when he discovered it uh, or invented it, you know, you didn't have banks like we have now. You wouldn't have online banking. You didn't have anything. You actually had to go to your bank and the bank manager is very stern and you wouldn't have had any leeway. Um, it's all very different now and there's no way he could have envisaged that, that we, it would be a security device in that way. Thank you so much for taking time to speak to us today, Anne, about all the processes you put in place in your archive. You clearly put a lot of time and effort into making sure that no part of the culture of the university has, you know, gone unrecorded so that people in future and now will be able to collate information. Well, yes, we hoped. I'm sure there's always things that we can look at um, to develop and do more work on. But uh, we, we keep as, as aware as we possibly can of new developments in the archival world and in the scientific world. Yeah, as would be expected from Imperial. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks so much, Anne. It's a pleasure. Thank you. Yeah.